Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. This is Happy Hour here on 93.7 The Ticket. Of course, this is not Nick Sainert or Rico. It is actually myself, Jake Bachman, and Oster Orman. Post-game came early. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of Husker post-game. They do have a game tonight, uh, so we can jump into that, but... Uh, it is. Uh, it's a little bit different. A little bit different. We're, we're swapping seats here and here uh, at 93.7 Ticket, and that can happen uh, from time to time. And I'm going on my fourth hour. I used to do uh, shows here that lasted four hours. So sometimes people ask me, "You think you can? Think you can manage four hours?" Well, I used to do it every day. So uh, I, I guess I can make it work. Never by myself. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I don't think I'd last that long. That takes a real. Uh, talkative person and, and and a lot of prep work to do that, but um, it, it it's good to be along for my fourth hour today, along with you, us. Yeah, you know, I, I sit in here for four hours, but I hardly consider doing four hours of radio. Is mostly I listen to Strick, and then I mostly listen to DP and J. So <laughs> I just hold down a chair for four hours, and it's great. Right, and that's what I've been doing for the most part too. We had Chief Borders in, uh, who's going to be part of the ticket moving forward. Uh, was uh, was on the captain, so go check that out if you if you want to. Um, you know, great guy. So, I, I mean, I can't wait to see what, what he does, obviously, on the field and now off the field at 93.7 The Ticket. Look forward to that. Uh, and then just had the show with Steve Taylor here. So, uh, let's let's jump right into Husker basketball. Boy, was it a disappointment going up against Iowa um, and, and losing that game 94-76 to 76 in Iowa City. Uh, part of a two-part disappointment Friday night because the Nebraska wrestling team also took a loss. The difference there is that Iowa wrestling is an absolute powerhouse and Iowa basketball uh, isn't exactly that, and not this year especially. They've had, I mean, they've you got to give McCaff- Fran McCaffrey some credit. They've had some players of the year there, um, some really good talent over the last couple of years. This is not one of those teams. I do not, uh, I did not see a Luca Garza out there. Uh, you know, I did not see either of the Murrays, uh, Keegan Murray particularly. Um, but Nebraska, what? Let me first ask you, what went wrong against Iowa? Well, it started with the lack of energy. I mean, I think that was obvious from the get-go, right? And you're running out of excuses for that, right? You're a veteran team. You have to be able to take the show on the road. You can't just show up at home. I don't care if it's tough to win on the road in every conference and in conference play. Show up. That's the bare minimum. It has to be. And Nebraska really didn't. And that was obvious in not only how they started out defensively, getting down 14-2, to there's so many miscommunications. And it wasn't just from young guys like Eli Rice who got some early run. It was everyone. Nebraska looked like it didn't know what it was doing on defense. Maybe I was, you know, schemed through something at Nebraska. It wasn't ready for. I highly doubt that because we kind of know what Iowa is and how they operate now. So that went wrong. And then I think that carried over to the offensive end. Nebraska settled for bad shots early, made the run to get back in it. By halftime, Iowa went zoned and Nebraska settled for like five or six possessions in a row for easy shots, right? Shots that Nebraska can make, yes, but they were easy 
shots that Nebraska could have gotten at any point in the shot clock. They were one or two passes into the offense shots. They weren't working for the best shot. When Fred Hoiberg took that timeout, Nebraska started going inside against the zone, got some buckets at the rim, got some good kickout opportunities, and then all of a sudden started settling again. That's what went wrong. The, the lack of energy showed up on both ends of the court, and you just shot poorly, right? You weren't able to take that on the road. You're shooting, like, for Nebraska, 25% from three in your your losses this year, yeah. as opposed to, like, 34 35% in wins. So, yes, it is a make-or-miss game to some degree, but Nebraska didn't shoot its normal number of threes, but even though they didn't reach that season average number, I didn't think Nebraska got nearly as many quality looks. Um, and I think that was just, they just, for some reason, didn't want to work for it against an Iowa team that is basically Iowa to its core, right? Really good offensively, probably better than it should be offensively, all things considered, but just as bad, if not worse, defensively than usual. And that's saying something for Iowa men's basketball. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I average is like 90, 90 points a game. Um, so that 94, they put up, um, I guess on pace for what they do, but it's been a couple games, you know, in the last three for Nebraska, where you've given up 88 and 94. What, what do you grade this team defensively? I don't think it's the defensive unit that it was last year. Um, is it too early to say that? Or what do you kind of think? Or is it just kind of a, a lull in, in some of the teams you're playing here? No, it's not the same defensive team it was last year. And I go back to, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, right? Nebraska this year is not an elite defensive team by any stretch. They don't have the rim protector. They don't have super freak athletes that can lock you up one-on-one. -on -one. Nebraska is a team that has to defend by being in rotation and being in position. They weren't against Wisconsin. They weren't against Iowa. They weren't against Creighton. And they just got bludgeoned on the boards against Minnesota, right? But just because Nebraska is not an elite defense doesn't mean it can't start on the defensive end for this team, right? If they're giving effort, if they're engaged, they're communicating, they're in their rotations on time, that's what you need to ask of this team, right? Yeah, they have some guys that might be able to stop the ball. I mean, Juwan Gary's a solid defender. I think Jamarcus has it in him. Bryce can play his position pretty well. Um, even, even mass down low, you know, he's not going to block a lot of shots, but he'll generally, you know, be in the way and provide some resistance, but Nebraska's not jumpy enough to, to create a lot of turnovers or block a lot of shots, which are the easiest way to prevent points. So if teams are going to get shots against Nebraska. Can you make those shots as difficult as possible? But if Nebraska is at least locked in and communicating on the defensive end, you see them more engaged on the offensive end too, right? That was what was disappointing against Iowa was if you're not going to give energy on defense, save it for offense, right? Work for good shots, but that's not how it works. Anyone who plays basketball knows, even if you're not a good defender, your effort, your, your intensity, your energy on defense sets the tone for how you go down and play on offense. So even if you're not going to be great on defense, at least try and things go better on the other end. Yeah, and like you said, especially that Iowa game, getting off to such a bad start. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. You know, you spend all your energy getting back in the game. And then, you know, you know, I was still got energy to close you out. Mm -hmm. uh, looked like it seemed to be kind of what happened there is Nebraska did, you know, tie that game or get, I think even took they the led lead. There by about, one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. About 10 minutes left. And 
Uh, uh, no, or... they led at the U16. Okay, okay, yeah, a little bit, a little bit more than that. Uh, but it ended up being a, a blowout loss. Is there like I, I know for that game, and you've had it's tough with this team because that's a di- that's a really disappointing loss. Not just because it's a, a rival, not just because Iowa doesn't isn't particularly good this year, um, but because it was coming off the Purdue win, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of categorize that not quite to the level where Minnesota was very disappointing because Minnesota, like halftime, you played your best half of the year mm-hmm. against a really bad team without their, who, who, by the way, has been doing well of late, but um, that lost their, their best player in the first half. So, I mean, that was disappointing. And so it's easy with some of these losses, I think, to think same old Nebraska basketball. Do you have that feel? I mean, they are 13 and four still, mind you, three mm-hmm. and three in conference play. And as you go against the Rutgers, this is a game you should win. I know it's, again, a road game. This is a one and four team. They are they they average sixty seven points per game in in and that's last in the Big Ten. They shoot thirty nine percent from the floor. They they yeah, kind not of, from three from the floor. Yeah, from the floor. It's even worse from three. It's like twenty nine percent. Even free throws sixty six percent. It's not a high scoring team. It only allows sixty four points per game. So you know it's kind of that Doc Sadler hold on to the ball type of deal. Uh, but in any case, this is a game that I think uh, as winnable a road game as you would think in the Big Ten. Do you have that feeling of same old Nebraska basketball? They could lose it, or do you kind of think, yeah, this is this is where you get right back on track? Well, I thought Iowa was a should win game as well, right? And I realize this is to some degree still Nebraska basketball. Like you can't get ahead of yourself by calling games should win, even for this team. Like it's not same old Nebraska basketball. They've banked, you know, some decent wins. I still think Duquesne will be a good win by the end of the year. I think Michigan State's a solid win. Indiana will be a bubble team too. Um, but obviously Purdue in the bank as well. Oh, yeah. So no, it's not same old Nebraska, but something Strick and I brought up, I think yesterday on the show was there's not that, that aura around Nebraska where anyone fears them, right? Nebraska is not so dominant, not so dominating that they can go to another team's gym and say, oh man, we have to play our best game. Here comes Nebraska. Watch out. Like you're still Nebraska. You know, people still think that you come to their gym they win. People yeah. still think they can go into Pinnacle Bank Arena and steal a win from you. So here's the thing. Rutgers isn't great. They're not. They're not a vintage Rutgers team. I said the same thing about Iowa, not a vintage Iowa team. But what they do, they do well, right? We've seen Nebraska get in some rock fights, but maybe not to the degree that tonight will be. So this is, I think, maybe the perfect game for Nebraska to buck some of that identity of we're soft on the road. We don't bring that energy on the road because this is a game that most likely plays out in the the 60s, probably mid 60s to upper 50s. I would bet would be the final, you know, margin for this game. If Nebraska wants to be that team, you know, pushing 70 at least in the mid 60s with a chance to win this game, it has to show up. It has to work for good shots because Rutgers won't let you take easy simple shots, right? They're going to deny you. They're going to be up in your face in your jersey. They're going to brick a lot of shots on offense, but they don't care, right? It's kind of kind of Virginia-esque, too, like peak Virginia, where they will do enough on offense, but not a whole lot. But the defense is where they get after you. So to go from an Iowa team that you wanted to try to keep pace with, but weren't shooting well enough to do it, you now have to dig deep within yourself, stay on the road, and find that dog in you know inside of you to compete in a game that not a lot of people will want to compete in because of how tough Rutgers is still. 
Yeah, those were when you reference Virginia. I just think of like 39 31 victories that they had, so like that. It was uh, we had Virginia Wisconsin games ending like 47 to 39. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> why, why is Tony Bennett the way he is? I don't know. It's successful enough, uh, successful enough to get you a loss in the 116 game, but also yeah. successful enough to get you a national championship, I suppose. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then another, another thing to look out for tonight Rutgers does lead the conference in block shots per game, almost six per game, 5.75. Um, and so it, it's just one of those games. And I, th- I think you just got to keep attacking, you know, you got to think as, as smaller players or guys going to the rim, it's mm-hmm. going to happen. And, you know, if people sometimes, uh, especially in basketball, you don't want that to deter you from going back, uh, right. because there are going to be times where you get your, your, your stuff swatted and everybody's mm-hmm. going, Oh, and, but you know, that's, that's going to happen. If you're a small guy, or if you're a little guy going to the rim and they have good rim protectors, you can't make you stop attacking. No, you got to go downhill and get to the free throw line, right? That's, again, Nebraska settling for easy shots. Didn't draw a lot of fouls on Iowa because they didn't have many opportunities to draw fouls. I was worried about Nebraska's finishing against Purdue because of Edie, because of Kaufman, Wren, uh, even you know, first to some degree. Mm-hmm. Nebraska, 12 of 18 on layups, but only had two shots blocked. If you can do that again tonight, I think that's enough against Rutgers, right? A different kind of rim protection than Purdue, right? Edie's just a freaking sequoia standing there redwood tree but rutgers guys are going to be athletic they're going to bite on pump fakes right because they want to swat your stuff into the floorboard into the second row wherever they can get it so this is where i think it takes discipline and it takes maybe that second side right get the shot blocker you know out of rotation and then drive from the weak side you have an easier opportunity at the rim yeah, we'll see Nebraska taking on Rutgers once again. Uh, 6 p.m. tip-off for that one is on BTN. It is in Piscataway, so if you're traveling, travel safely. <laughs> uh, but uh, for the most part, join us for the Hoops Post Game Show. Eric Strickland set to be joining me for that tonight. That will be exciting. Once again, this is Happy Hour here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bakovin. He is Austin Norman. We're in for Nick Sandin and Rico Enrique Everaz Cleary. And we'll be back with some, some more talk. Let's get into the big quarterback Coach hired, Glenn Thomas, hired from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's got some familiarity with Matt Rule, and he's got a very interesting room he's taking over. So we'll talk about that coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.